Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast number 151, like the rum, motherfucker. Hit him with that theme music. So I gotta walk, got the chalk, about to draw Outlines for these ladies, I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots of days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, I'll be wet for all that dry hate Looking my way, while your eyes say You and I may get off like a bright lane But I might strain, pull up lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for that acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for the acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. Hello, miss, like, what's your name? Such a shame, you don't drink, who's to blame? Cause I'm fine, like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA meeting on a payday. We can make it rain, even on a sunny day. What you say, you and I could run away. Meet up when you drop that molly. Off. Love that chick of Molotov while she's on the side Hating faded lane on the pavement Wasting all of my patience Come on, you gotta go Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I'll beg, but I'll ask now Come on and get up I'll beg, put my hands out You gotta get up Just that gotta make down Motherfucker, get up Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I'll beg, but I'll ask now Come on and get up I'll beg, put my hands out You gotta get up Just that gotta make down Why don't you get up? Yo, 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 what the fuck is up, homies? You rocking with your boy, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. I'm rocking with the with the triple champ. It's just me and him, Daddy Sunday. Uh, Daddy and Son Day, not like Sunday, as in like the praying day and shit like that. Because uh, we rocking with you. What is today? Friday? We're we on a Friday. Uh, wifey took the uh, the youngster. Uh, the other triple champ, quadruple champs, whatever you want to call them, got her out of here. She's a she's a feisty one, motherfuckers. This motherfucker's seven month old. You know, um, still doesn't sleep through the night. Wakes up every fucking hour. Got me sleeping on the couch most of the effing time because she sleeps in the bed now, or has been since she was fucking born, basically. Taking up that whole shit. So now I'm down on the couch sleeping next to the motherfucking dog and I wish, I wish I was playing. I wish I was joking. I wish these were tears of a clown. But we still here. She's still, she's turning into, to, to, uh, she's going to kill me. She's got blue eyes, motherfucker. She's got them, them uh, spice melange, the Fremen eyes from Dune. If you know what I'm fucking talking about, she's got the spice eyes, laser ass blues. She's gonna be the fucking death of me, homie. She's gonna be. I'm. I guarantee. I'm calling you right now. What? What are we at? March fourth, two thousand twenty-two. I'll be going out like Kane Velasquez in no fucking time, homies. No fucking time. Free Kane Velasquez, motherfucker. You hear about this dude going after and 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 shooting up a car with a a dude who like had sexually assaulted one of his close family relatives over a hundred times and then was let out on bail before the trial. The fuck is going on? I'm going out like Kane. You come after my spice melange, baby. I'm going out like Kane. That will probably be the end of me because this this little girl is is going to be on some on some on some other shit. All you motherfuckers out there raising your little sons and shit, well, she gonna be throwing hands. 
So your little, your little homie come, tr- you know, you know, trying to, trying to get up on it. I'm telling you, I'm warning you now. I'm giving you decades of advance warning. Stay the motherfucker away. Are you about to get Kane motherfucking Velasquez? We ain't playing, homies. When it comes to the, to the baby girl, to, to sweetness, little sweet. That's what we calling her, sweetness, sweet pea. You coming for sweet pea? Nah, sweet pea coming for you, motherfuckers. We go on the attack. What the fuck am I talking about? I, I don't even know where I was going. Listen, uh, that Kane Velasquez shit is crazy, though. That's like that Rittenhouse case. You know, everybody thinks that he shot three black people, at least up until the trial, and some people actually still do. Um, but the guy he killed, or one of them, I believe he killed two people, but the first one he killed uh, was a dude who was out, who was released from a uh, mental facility that morning. And he was there because he raped anally, anally raped five boys, children, boys. And that was the first guy that Rittenhouse killed. Uh, when the guy was chasing him and shit, trying to get his gun, Rittenhouse fell over, shot him. Uh, that first dude, it's the same shit. These motherfuckers, you know, get catching rape child pedophilia cases and being let out on bail. Just being straight released at times. While you got motherfuckers in jail serving life sentences for selling some fucking weed. I don't give a fuck if you sold uh, uh, the whole, you know, continent of Africa worth of fucking weed. That's the, it's selling weed at any amount should never warrant a lifetime fucking sentence. But touching a child in any fucking sexual manner doesn't result in a lifetime sentence. They should be banned. There ain't no coming back from that. There's some mistakes. You know, second chance, all this. Yeah, that, it, whatever. We can go there, but there's certain things you just don't get a second chance from. There's no coming back from, you know, killing somebody, raping somebody. Especially children. There's no coming back from that. Some mistakes you don't get a second chance. Some mistakes you only get one. And once you make it, that's it. Lock them up. Throw away the motherfucking keys. So, the only thing with Kane, you know, god damn, man. You shot up a car full of other people and you didn't even get the motherfucker that you were after. You know, I had to think this through a little bit more. I know he probably was going fucking crazy. It sounds like he had just heard, I don't know what the fuck happened. I think this is probably his reaction to him being let out on bail. Um, he said, fuck it. I mean, a guy like that could just beat the dog shit out of this dude. And then you can, you can, you could say that homie took a swing at you first in self-defense, and that's why you fucking literally flattened his skull into the motherfucking pavement with your elbows and, and, and fucking knees and, and, and fucking hammer fists and headbutting that motherfucker, biting his motherfucking face off. All that's in play. If you just if you just go hand to hand, you fucking Kane Velasquez. Probably still fucked up from them back injuries, huh? Gets out the motherfucking ride and shit. Got fucking Kane with Kane rocking a cane. Kane using a cane. <laughs> Getting out of the ride. He probably can't you know that WWE shit probably been fucking with his back again too. So maybe he had to fucking result uh, resort to the heat. Had to go get the heater. After all, it's winter. Go grab the heater. So that's pretty fucked up. Um, I would have just, you know, gone hand-to-hand, Kane, if anything. You know, you, you're following that. You obviously, you know where the car is. Just follow them when they get out. Rush that motherfucker. Rush him. You know? Oh, I said rush him, not rush in. 
No, don't be fucking uh, 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 canceling my shit and and and, and censoring me sh- and, and taking this podcast off off the internet, uh, uh, Spotify. I said, rush him, not rush in, you assholes, you. Um. So that's pretty fucking crazy. But yeah, the little girl, she's uh. She's starting. This is that age. She's like you know six, seven, eight, nine months where they actually start to look like something. They start to develop some features other than just like a chubby little fucking alien. You know, she looked like an old man for like a long time. She still does at times. Depends what angle you catch her from, how the, how the light's hitting her. Uh, but she's she fucking, she's going to be the end of me, homies. And I know the homies, a couple homies. The homie Ga- uh, Gabby, he got a little girl fresh out the fucking oven. This is the shit you're going to go through, homie. This is the shit you're going to go. You're going to be going cane too. All of us, all of all of us, daughter dads, girl dads, whatever. Girl dads, I don't like girl dads. These motherfuckers go around saying girl dads. That means that we're dads that are girls. We're just dads of girls. Daughter dads, daughter dads. I don't know what the fuck. But we gotta unite, you know. This is when you when you when you have a daughter. All the all the shit you used to do back in the day. All your uh, 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 transgressions with Bettys and shit. All the mean things you ever said to a Betty. All come haunting you and shit. Real look in the mirror type shit. Um, what else is going on? It's been a minute since I got on this bitch. I was right on right before the Super Bowl. I haven't been on since the Super Bowl. <sighs> the homie Bautista been trying to get up on here. I'm going to have him on. Um, you know, the fucking Rams fan, uh, gave him the Super Bowl, I threw an asterisk up on that, that fucking Super Bowl, uh, that game was over, refs, that final drive for the Rams, they just whistled them all the way into the end zone, handed them, uh, another blatantly stupid fucking penalty, uh, that helped them, you remember against the, the Saints to get to the Super Bowl a couple years ago with Jared Goof, the non-call on that the most obvious pass interference in the history of the sport that wasn't called that let them get into the end zone, uh, that let them, you know, go to the Super Bowl rather. And then uh, in this one, they they don't do dog shit the whole fucking second half, and then so the whistles start blowing, so they could go all the way down the field, a fucking phantom pass interference on a big third down that basically gave them the fucking game. Now nah, we ain't buying that. We we ain't recognizing that as any anything. I mean, that's up there with the with the bubble. Uh, participation trophy, the 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 Boy Scout patch that the 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 fucking bakers, the motherfucking bakers, are over there fucking parading around and shit. Speaking of parade, there was like six motherfucking people at this so-called parade. So the the people of Los Angeles even knew that this shit was fraudulent. They didn't even show up to the so-called parade, homies. They didn't even show up to that shit. It was just like the 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 Rams like uh, coaching staff. In the audience and shit, watching this shit. And they waving at empty buildings and shit. It, it, it was pathetic. The bakers are pathetic. Pellies are on the motherfucking rise. I know you motherfuckers be seeing this shit. I've been telling y'all. These motherfuckers started 1-12. and 12, And then 3-16. and 16. Now they're 10 games under 500. But without that 1-12 and 12 start, I mean, this is a above 500 team. And we're easily in like the 5th fifth, fifth seed of the West. But we in the 10 right now, we won game of the Bakers behind the Bakers after we just two nights ago, three nights ago, ate they motherfucking ass. 
in their own house. Made them fucking, we cucked them in the motherfucking corner while we fucking had our way with their Bettys. That's what the fuck we did. We beat their motherfucking asses by 28 goddamn points without Zion. B-I-C-J. That's all you need to know. Oh, oh, and Herb Jones. Who? Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Who? Herb Jones. The rookie of the year. Herb Jones out of Alabama. Crimson Tide motherfucking cripping, tiding all the way across the motherfucking court. This dude's a motherfucking stud. Drafted him in the second round last, uh, this past uh, draft. Herb Jones. You don't know about Herb Jones. You don't know about the motherfucking NBA. Motherfucking, uh, a uh, uh, homie, my man Gil, uh, um, Gil Griff, David Griffin. Motherfuckers like to shit on him a lot. This motherfucker been putting in moves. Tell me now who got the best of the AD fucking trade. Who got the best of the AD trade? That motherfucker never even plays. Now, maybe we might end up getting fucked on the, on the Zion shit, but that ain't nobody's fault. You had to take him. Maybe you could say, well, they could have taken, you know, Morant. Obviously, now I wish we had Morant over Zion. Unless Zion comes back, re-signs, and, and it's like an Embiid thing. Shh, dude. Calm down, dude. <laughs> um, you know, Joe Embiid was hurt for like three, four years uh, uh, to start his career. All kinds of foot issues and all sorts of shit. Same shit Zion's having. He finally got it right, and then, he, you know, look at him now. He might be an MVP this year. Uh, so, you know, the Pelicans can do that. Zion can do that. If you put uh, help, Zion, when he actually played last year, was a fucking monster. This dude was almost 30 points a game every fucking night. Now, defensively, he still has a lot to do. He wasn't what he was in college. You remember he was fucking, you know, batting balls into fucking spiking him like he was playing volleyball on defense. Uh, he, he wasn't that in the NBA so far. Um, but... You put him with with, with B.I., C.J., and, and Zion? There's no better There's no better trio. This dude, C.J., is a motherfucker. I've watched a lot of C.J. Uh, McCollum, you know, being that the Pelicans have played, you know, they always, and the times that they make the playoffs, they play the fucking Blazers. And we play the Blazers all the time. Obviously, we're in the same division. But I didn't, I didn't really know he was this good. I knew he had games like this where, you know, he would carry the load sometimes for Lillard. I didn't know he was this kind of scorer. This dude, and, and he plays defense. This dude's fucking dope. And the best thing is he loves being a Pelican. This motherfucker loves being a Pelican. He liked, he wanted to come here. So I'm happy about that shit. The Pelicans are eating ass for one game. We got the Jazz tonight. On a three, we on a three-game winning streak since the All-Star break. Winning games by almost 30 points a game. All-Star break. And uh, if we beat the Jazz tonight... If we beat the Jazz tonight, we at home too. If we beat the Jazz tonight, it, it's on. It's motherfucking popping. We're gonna be in that nine seed tomorrow, and, and and it's just gonna. We're just gonna keep rolling. Offensively, this team can't be stopped. It's defensively they've been playing great since the All Star break. That's where they usually historically the Pelicans have struggled is on defense. Zero defense. They've always been a solid. Even you know AD days, uh, going into the uh, Lonzo Ball days, uh, they could always score. They just have zero defense. Um, so Willie Green, coach of the motherfucking year, you know, blow ten, uh, ten games below five hundred team. Yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers. Coach of the year started the season. We still don't have Zion, and we didn't have Bi at the beginning of the season for like nine games. So that's how you go one and twelve. Now look, take a look at us now. So big game for us tonight, man. Big game, man. 
for the Pelicans. Oh, fuck. I don't want to hear none of this. When we run and shit next year, when we're the, the Suns, like the Suns were last year, last couple years, like when we're those guys, when we're in the finals next year, I was just a couple years. I was like one or two years late when I was telling you we're going to be in the finals. We for sure are going to be in the finals next year. I, definitely the conference finals. I told you the fucking Lakers weren't going to make the goddamn playoffs. I was a year off on that. Look at it this year. They ain't making the playoffs. This is a this is a sorry ass motherfucking team. It was a sorry ass motherfucking team before AD went down. Oh AD, they want to trade this motherfucker. They they were proposing. Uh, I, I was hearing motherfuckers doing mock trades and shit, and they were trying to say like the Lakers should should send him back, trade him back to the Pelicans. We don't want that motherfucker. Get the fuck out of homie wearing his Looney Tunes shirt. That's all, folks. Eat these motherfucking nuts, AD. Love to see it. I love to see it. I told all you Baker fans, and y'all know it. You know it. I told you. AD ain't shit. Take your bubble championship. You had six months off. You had like three off seasons before the, your little bubble championship. Some bullshit, whack-ass championship. After that, you couldn't, you, you couldn't even make the goddamn playoffs. Last year, you barely made it. You had the playing game. You had to play in the playing game. And then got your ass ate in the first round. And now you ain't even going to be in the playoffs. So two out of three years, you basically ain't even in the playoffs. Playoffs? You sorry Buster Douglas fucking dust buster ass motherfuckers. Oh, I love to see it. You know what I don't love to see? Let's keep this rolling. I'm fucking over here. I'm greased up, Willie. D-Boys, just before I got on here, D-Boys, basically, they're releasing Amari Cooper. Uh, anything that the Cowboys can do, possibly to lose and never win a Super Bowl, uh, they'll do. Uh, Stephen Jones, I thought Stephen Jones would probably be the savior of the franchise at one time a few years ago. When, uh, you know, maybe, because he stopped us. He stopped us from drafting Johnny Manziel. And I think we picked up Zach Martin instead. He's the one that stopped that. He put an end to that because Jerry was going to go and draft Johnny Manziel. So at that point, I was thinking, yo, this, this dude might be, once, once this motherfucker Jerry finally kicks the bucket, I think we're going to be in good hands. But, you know, he, Steven's been running this shit. He's been running this shit for a while. And a, a lot of the shit, you know, paying Jalen Smith, you know, you fucking. The Amari Cooper, yeah, listen, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, he's making 20 mil a year. They paid him number one, uh, number one, uh, you know, uh, number one receiver type money. They gave him like 19 mil, 20 mil a year. He was going to be, you know, over 20 million against the salary cap this year. And, you know, the, he he never really, I mean, for a long time, he never showed up to any, any, any uh, visiting games, never showed up on the road. But then there were times where he single-handedly won us games, like the Viking game last year. You know, so I wonder how much of it is, you know, Dak struggling. But even when Dak, you know, was balling, I don't know. Listen, Omari changed life here. We had nothing before Omari came. You remember, uh, literally, we had no receivers. We had nothing. It was Zeke, but, but we only we only were, were worth a damn because Zeke was Zeke back then. But then we made that midseason trade to get Omari Cooper, and life changed. And, you know, so hopefully that means we're keeping uh, Michael Gallup. That'll be huge. You saw that catch that he went out on, blew his ACL. But hopefully, I think he should be back for the season. ACLs aren't that crazy. So, you know, if we can get him and, and, and CD, maybe they're going to be rolling with Cedric Wilson if they could pick up another guy. I don't know, man. But 
you know, at least they're going to save a lot of money on that shit. I'm kind of in between. I think I would have kept him. I would have kept Amari Cooper for sure. I would have at least let him play out his contract. They're just straight releasing this dude. Um, I would have, you know, and that's why they couldn't trade him because, you know, that, that contract is untradeable. But I wonder how much is, you know, Dak, how much, how much is it him not getting Amari the Cooper the ball? How much it, of it is, you know, the offense, uh, Kellen Moore, you know, act, you know, just out, you know, not being able to scheme. I mean, this motherfucker. You heard Michael, uh, Michael uh, Irvin talk about this shit. He's talking about everyone, you know, or no, it was Troy Aikman. He said they don't. He, the Cowboys don't use their receivers right. They didn't use C.D. Lamb right against the 49ers. He said, sometimes you just have to line them up like he used to do with Michael Irvin, and just tell them to run the tree route. You know, a, a comeback, a post, a, you know, stop and go. Of the, you know, everything. You know. Just run it, run this, this, this down, run this, this down. You know, like you're playing out in the backyard. Sometimes you just got to do that, especially when you have one-on-one coverage. And and we can't, we can't scheme, we can't do anything, we can't get, you know, we don't know how to utilize C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb should be a Cooper Cup type dude. Uh, he's got that type of skills. He's better after the catch. Amari Cooper, same way. Move these guys around. Get creative. Don't line them up the same place every single down. Give these guys run the tree route, freestyle this shit. Let's go. We don't have to overthink this shit. So I wonder how much of it is that. How much of it is our Mari Cooper just sometimes seemed to me like he just doesn't want to be there. Like it's not that big a deal, you know. And other times it looked like he did, but you know he would straight up disappear sometimes. Straight disappear. So I can understand. I don't know if they tried to like renegotiate, re- restructure that contract. That would have been what I, my first thing, and I would hope that that's what they tried to do, and he's just like, no, I want my contract, my money, and, and it didn't work out. But hopefully that means they're at least going to keep Michael Gallup. I, I figured that they might lose one or the other, so hopefully if they can keep Michael Gallup, we're still in you know decent shape as long as he can come back healthy. He's, he was hurt most of the year last year. Uh, calf strain, the same shit that happened to, to Dak, and Dak just had shoulder, shoulder surgery and kept that shit quiet. So hopefully that, that whatever the fuck was wrong with his shoulder is what was, went wrong in the second half of the season. So I don't know. Listen, if anything, you know, I, I, I don't trust Stephen uh, Jones to be doing shit. Uh, so if, if it's a move Stephen Jones made, I'm against it. I'd have kept him. I don't think much was wrong with this. I think you need to rebuild the offensive line. Unless you're going to go out there and, and make some kind of move. Uh, look, look what Trent Jones or what was Trent, Trent Williams for the Niners? They go out and get that guy, changes their whole life. That dude's a fucking beast out there, even though he false starts every fucking snap. And they don't call it. Uh, what the fuck else do we got? Um, got some fight night shit. Got some fight. So here's what's... Uh, it's been like, what, two weeks? Three weeks? It's been, like, it's been a little while since I've been on here. And I was so close. This was supposed to be the rebranding of the Whiskey Sick Podcast, this episode right here. I'm going to video. I know I've been I've been threatening it. I've been I've been saying I'm going to video. I'm gonna put this shit on YouTube. Also, you can do the audio if you want. Or you can catch this pretty little mug in person. I got the whole setup downstairs. I got you know right in front of the bookcase, so I look all sophisticated and shit. And you can see all my goosebumps and shit. Um, and I got I just. I was waiting on this shit. I got the new uh, iPhone 13 Pro. It's got like 16 cameras on the back. 
cinematic camera shooting and shit. So I've been fucking with this thing. All I got to look into is how I can, how I, uh, I don't really know how to film it. So that's what's next. I got, I got the hardware now. I just got to get a little stand for this. So I was planning on doing this. I did a couple little testy dry, uh, dry runs. Wasn't feeling the audio. I got to figure out the audio. Um, got to get a nice stand for this shit. And then I, I, I hopefully, hopefully, within the next two weeks, the next Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 152, will be on YouTube. And you can watch your homie. We'll bring the Triple Champ up in here. We'll let you see Moody Hank. We'll let you see the Chonies. We'll let you see the motherfucking Murder Champs. We'll be live. You can catch us. You can see it. And then I'm going to try to figure out how to get Bautista and Whiskey back on this bitch. And we can do some like... Uh, 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 Zoom or whatever I don't know what the fuck We'll just get it on We're gonna get it, get it on and pop it But first The first step is me Getting on the YouTube um, I remember I did one show Back in the day It was a crappy angle So there is on my YouTube channel If you look for Seth Gecko There is an old 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 ass Whiskey Sick podcast Like maybe like Whiskey Sick 19 Or some shit like that On there I know we're talking about John Jones Or it was just me Talking about John Jones In, in, in my room up here That was just a, a fucking mess it, it, It's terrible This time we going real I, I, I needed a camera Then my phone went fucking shitty So then I ended up getting this And I said hey You know I should wait Until I get this phone It's got some cinematic view My fucking gonna be Looking like I'm in a movie While I'm just sitting In the motherfucking uh, 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 Lazy boy Chilling Riffing um, so that's coming. That's what's next. That's you know what I've been working on. So I, I think that's the evolution, the rebranding of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. You gotta see this mug. You gotta see the fire, the passion in this in my eyes when I'm talking my Pelicans, my D boys, the pain, the sorrow when my D boys let me down. So that's what's going on next. Um, what do we got this week? So we just, um, I'll get into some fight talk real quick. This will probably be just a quick one real quick. Little, little, little man, uh, little man, Cini down here fucking getting, uh, uh, getting a uh, trigger finger. Getting, uh, 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 I don't know what the fuck he's getting. He just wants to go out and play. So we're going to go out and do that in a minute. Um, so we just had Makashev versus Green, uh, my favorite fighter, uh, Bobby Green. Um, I didn't put the pics on wax here. Hopefully you went to the Substack. Hopefully you went to the the WordPress that I have. I leave it in the in in the uh, description for the podcast. You can go click on that shit. My pics are there every week, so you can verify this shit. It, they're always on 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 fucking wax. Uh, last week I think I went seven and four. I went seven and four. The week before that I was like ten and three. I, I've been killing it. Trust me. Uh, I picked Bobby Green to win. I picked with my heart. I made that known. I was be, I was making a homer pick. Uh, I really thought he could at least dominate. I thought he was going to go out there. I thought a lot like I thought Gaethje versus uh, Khabib. I thought Gaethje could be the dude to really give Nurmagomedov problems because he wouldn't be afraid to be taken down. And even though he did a lot of damage to Khabib's calf uh, in that first round, actually won the first round on two of the judges' card and my card, which is all that matters, um, he just was he was too frantic and he got taken down. You know You know how it went. The same with the same with Bobby Green. Bobby Green needed to just come out. Listen, when you fight a Makashev, when you fight a a, a Chimaev, when you fight a Khabib, you're gonna end up on the mat. You're going to the ground. There's there's almost virtually no way to avoid that. So you have to come to grips with that. But the worst way to go down to the ground is without throwing any punches. You say, well, if I throw punches, they're gonna duck under them, and well, that's where you got to get creative. 
got to go out there. You got to push them backwards. You can't let them march you. You got to put your hands. You got to touch them. If you're touching them, they're not going to be able to shoot on you. Punch at their chest. Bobby had to come out there and be aggressive. And if he got taken down, so be it. You're going to end up on your back anyways, which he did without getting his hands off first. So at least I would rather, if I'm going to end up on my back, get my hands off first before I end up on my back. Give myself some kind of chance. That's what you got to do. You got to go out there and just do you. It's like when you see the end of a, a NFL game. Defense has been playing well all day. It, there's under two minutes. The other team's got the ball, and all of a sudden they start doing some prevent defense, and which all that does is prevent you from winning. And the team all of a sudden had, that hasn't done shit offensively all, all fucking game in four plays goes down the field and wins the fucking game. You didn't just play straight up the way you've been playing the entire fucking game and make them earn every fucking inch down the field. You say, oh, we're just not going to let them beat us with one play or two plays. and oh, We'll just beat you with four then. Giving up 20, 25, 30 yards of fucking play. And in a blink of an eye, they're down the field. Like the Chiefs. You know, with the Chiefs and, that, and the Bills. Go play straight up. Go do what the fuck you do that got you there. If this was a straight kickboxing match... There's no doubt Bobby Green destroys Mahashev. No doubt. Too much volume, too many angles, too much movement. He would have just, I, I don't think he could finish him, but he definitely, he, he definitely just dot him up. Dot him up. And, and he should have at least got some hands off before he got taken down. Um, and Bobby Green's a good wrestler. I know you, you can't judge people's wrestling when they fight. Uh, Khabib Light and Khabib and Chimaev. You can't judge their overall wrestling because they're just, it's a different, different fucking tier that very few people get to. I mean, you could have more pure, better wrestlers like doing Olympic or in the NCAA, uh, but for MMA, transferring it to MMA, it, it's completely different. These dudes are, are a tier all by themselves the Mahashevs, the Khabibs. You know now the Chimaevs, you know. So you can see Ankalaev uh, is fighting a main event. Uh, Magomed Ankalaev. I'm, I'm about to do that right up here. I think that's next week. Uh, that dude's the biggest. That dude's like a big, bigger Khabib. So you have, you have Khabib. Then there's Khabib Light, which is Makashev, and then there's fucking like big Khabib, like Khabib XL, which is Magomed Ankalaev. And actually, Magomed he fights at light heavyweight. He's going to be the champ. I don't give a fuck who. Uh, Yuri, Yuri, or Glover, they're both getting the ass kicked. This dude, you know, he's got the Khabib slash Chimaev dominating wrestling, and, but he's a, better, he's a better striker than those guys. He's a better pure striker. He's fighting, uh, who the fuck is he fighting? He's fighting Tiago Santos. I think next week, uh, not this weekend, because this weekend is 272. The following weekend, he's in the main event against Tiago Santos. He's going he's gonna to baby boy. Tiago Santos. You not the real McCoy. You just a baby boy. He's going to baby boy him. Real quick. He's probably going to take him down. He's going to beat the dog shit out of him. So, spoiler alert. Um, this week we got uh, UFC 272. Khabib. I mean Khabib. Kobe versus Masvidal. Some like straight fucking bitter ass shit. Some rival, some some fucking roommate shit. Uh, only roommates can hate each other like this. Former roommates, 
You know, like they smashing each other's beddies and shit, that kind of shit. When you're smashing the roommates' beddies and shit while, while they taking a shit, it, it, that's the only kind of way you can get this kind of venom, this kind of hate. You know, there had to be Bettys involved, you know what I mean? Uh, um, it's more than just, you know, nutting in somebody's milk and shit and pissing in their fucking Cheerios. It's got to be deeper, darker than that, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe it's all for show, could be. I could see these guys just hugging it out afterwards, depending on how, you know, how the fight goes. Um, listen, um, plus 250, that, that's what they got Masvidal at, that, that's... That's crazy to me. Plus 250, that's getting a bet. That's easy getting a bet. That I mean, come on. Plus 250 for Jorge Masvidal. This dude's got hands. He's by far the better striker, even though Colby is a very good striker. He's developed his striking a lot, but he doesn't have... Colby's striking is good because he uses combinations, pressure, and, and pace. I mean, he's nonstop. He's throwing nothing but three, four-punch combos, and he just stays in your face. And he can keep doing it and throw some kicks out there. Masvidal is a much more technical, um, he, you know, he's hitting switch step, right hooks, you know, he's, he's switch stepping, he's hitting angles, his hand speed is faster than Colby's, um, you know, he's got excellent kicks, he throws behind his hands, he's just got more unorthodox, more uh, intricate techniques in his playbook, right, um, the key is going to be the wrestling, listen, Usman said it best when he was talking about this fight, he's fought both of them twice, um, he said, you know, based on them training together for so long, he said that Colby is going to underestimate Jorge's wrestling and how good that's gotten since they last trained together. And then Jorge is going to underestimate Colby's hands and boxing since the last time they trained together. They're both going to be thinking one thing and it's going to be completely different because they both have gotten better in both regards. Listen. Go back to that first Usman fight. It was very difficult uh, for Usman to get the fight to the ground. He didn't get the fight to the ground until the third round. So, Colby's going to have to stand and bang. I don't see him just coming out here. Um, he did. He was, to me, the first person that took Usman down. He took him down in like the third round. It was very brief. Usman got right back to his feet. But I considered it a takedown. It was technically the first uh, time Usman was ever taken down in his career in that second fight. Um He's going to have to wrestle. Colby's going to have to stick to the wrestling. He's going to have to slow play this. He's going to have to grind, you know, push him up against the cage, grind him out, try to drag him to the mat, and then keep trying to drag him to the mat, keep trying to drag him to the mat. Um, if, he, if he stands and bangs early, it's, it, that's, that's where Masvidal is going to have his chance, his window of opportunity to win the fight. It's going to be like those first two rounds. If you're Masvidal, I, 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 don't, I, I just go balls to the wall. You're not going to outpace him. You're not going to out cardio him you're not gonna uh, a decision highly favors Kobe Covington I go out there and I look for that KO like he did in the first Usman fight he came out just throwing bombs now I'd pace myself better than that uh I wouldn't just fucking windmill my arms for fucking five minutes but uh I would definitely try to fast play this and try to look for that early knockout um but Kobe if he's got to rely on his hands early that's when he's going to be in danger I see him. He can take. He can take it over with his wrestling late. Masvidal tends to kind of fade. Uh, not completely gas. I don't want to say that, but he does. He does fade a little bit, you know, visibly. Um, he's coming off a big knockout over a year ago, but still, that's a, it's a vicious knockout. Those are the type of fights that change lives. Those are changed chins. That's like the the. I always use this fucking. I've never seen. I've seen it. This one time is a perfect example of it. It's happened to a lot of fighters. Chuck Liddell versus uh, Rashad Evans. 
Chuck Liddell was never the same after that knockout. Knocked out fucking dead. That chin was nothing. It was granite before then. This motherfucker never never slipped a punch. Never never covered up once in his entire fucking career. After that, he couldn't take a fucking punch. So you never when you see somebody gets knocked out, go look at that. That motherfucker was sleeping on his shoulder like he had a neck pillow on a fucking red eye flight. This motherfucker was asleep. It knocked every motherfucking bead of sweat off that motherfucker's head. It looked like some Matrix shit. The slow-mo looked like it was in real time. That's how fucking fucked up Masvidal got by that fucking right hand from Usman that knocked him the fuck out. That's a life-altering, changing type of KO. So I don't know what that's going to do, how that's going to play into this fight. Could play into it a lot. Colby can crack. He hurt Usman multiple times in both fights. And Usman, I mean, Usman was fading late in that second fight. Colby Covington was coming on. He was coming on strong after taking a beating. Remember, he got knocked down in like the second round, I think. And after that, after he got knocked down, Colby started coming back hard. Pace, pressure, volume. He's got all that. That's all. Th- those are all Masvidal's. You know weaknesses also. So I, you know, Masvidal is going to have to beat him with speed and over and the same thing with with his speed and and volume. Put him on his back heel, make him defend strikes. It's going to have to stay in his face, give him angles, and then defend those takedowns. It's all going to be how good a shape of Jorge Masvidal in, because he's going to have to defend takedowns. He's going to have to keep pace with Colby. It's a lot to ask, but plus two fifty. That that's 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 turning a fucking Jackson into a fucking Grant. Right there. That's what that is. You put that you put that Andy Jack on the motherfucking mat and you walk away with a fucking Ulysses. That's what I'm talking about. So I'll probably be dropping a twenty on, on him, but I'm gonna be picking I'm gonna pick Colby Covington. I'm always gonna I'm gonna pick the wrestler, I'm gonna pick the guy who can slow the fight down if he wants to. Um you know, who can turn it into a grinding match if he wants to. If he comes out and pushes Jorge against the fence and just you know, holds on to him and clings to him for the first two rounds, that would actually be the smart fucking thing to do. You know, make him get up from some takedowns. Um, and then start working them hands, you know, late in the fight. So, but I, I, you know, I just think he has more of a window. He has all 25 minutes to earn a dub. I don't think, I don't think Jorge has 25 minutes to earn a dub. I don't see him winning a decision. And, you know, unless he had multiple knockdowns, he had a 10-8 round or something like that, uh, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe. But I, I see he has to finish the fight. I think, I think Jorge has to finish the fight, and I think he has to finish early, first two rounds. That's a that's a smaller window. So that that alone, I'm going. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with Kobe Covington, uh, Sid from Toy Story, looking ass motherfucker. Um, I'm gonna pick him. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say decision. Maybe possibly if you if you're doing some late bets, maybe you do some uh, you know a late KO, or TKO type of thing. For maybe he gets the mount late. I could see that. I could see him getting like. Getting Jorge down in the fourth, fifth round and ground and pounding him. Because he's just as strong. He's just as strong late in the fucking fight as he is in the, in, in, the, in the first round. I mean, that dude does not fucking gas. So I could definitely see that. But I think I, I would play a decision. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a decision on this. Jorge's a tough motherfucker. Um, I don't think Colby's going to be able to one-punch KO him like Usman did. It's gonna, if, he, if he hurts him on the feet... Which 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 he can, Kobe can. Don't don't get me wrong. It's gonna be a, a you know combination. It's gonna be an accumulative effect um, if he's gonna do that. Um, if he's gonna beat uh, Masvidal on the feet. Now let me pull this the rest of this shit up. This card. Let me see this shit. 
I didn't see the fucking. I saw some highlights of the of the little conference press conference. You, you ain't pressing me much. These guys are just screaming over each other. Some shit. You need to get Moody Hank up in one of these press conferences. I really get that shit off and popping. They should just let me be a, a shit talker at the press conferences. I don't ever actually fight nobody. I just talk that shit, spit that venom, like like I'm Tom Hardy. Spit that venom, motherfuckers. Uh. Co-main event was supposed to be Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazeev. An absolute motherfucking banger. We got fucked on that. Um, then, then it was going to be um, Makashev actually offered to step in on, on one week's notice, which makes sense to fight a guy who we were scheduled to fight in 2020. That fight fell through. And then it turned out, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos said he'd take the fight. And then all of a sudden the fight didn't happen. And Rafael Dos Anjos was saying he didn't take the fight. Motherfucker said he wanted to fight in the first place, and then so nobody knew what to believe. And then Dana White came out and confirmed what Rafael Dos Anjos said. He said that Makashev, at the end of the day, didn't want the fight, didn't want to take the fight. I don't know what. what to me, that's a win-win situation for Makashev because number one, you beat Bobby Green. Cool. I love Bobby Green. I think he's a, a tough fight. It would have been a lot different fight if he actually had time to prepare for the fight instead of just ten days to prepare for a guy like fucking Makashev. Uh, you know, probably the same result happens, but whatever. He was unranked. Bobby Green is unranked. He had an opportunity to go from unranked to a fucking title shot if he beat Mahashev. Uh, that's why you take that fight if you're Bobby Green, but he, you, you beat an unranked fighter. Okay, now you got this dude, Rafael Dos Anjos, a former champion, who you're fucking, you're his kryptonite. Rafael Dos Anjos' kryptonite is better wrestlers than him. People he can't take down that can take him down and stay on top of him. That's Mahashev. This, is, this was, this was a, a, a tailor-made dub. This could be the, the legitimizing dub that Mahashev needed to really solidify him as being that next dude because he didn't get the Benil Dariush. If he would have beat, if he would have, instead of fighting Green, had fought Benil Dariush and beat Dariush, that would have been the win. I think this Darius, so now Dana White comes out and says, well, since he turned down, because they offered him the Rafael Dos Anjos fight to step in, since he turned that down, we want to see him fight again. He's going to have to fight Benil Darius. We're going to rebook that fight, <clears throat> which makes sense. <coughs> because, <coughs> oh, I'm back, homies. I just, I don't know what the fuck happened to me right now. I just swallowed some spit down the wrong hole and almost just, ah! My bad, almost died. Um, I think we were talking about Benil Dariush before I just almost died on air. Hundred, It took 151 episodes for the homie to die on air. Um, but I'm back. <clears throat> the Benil Dariush fight. That's a great fight to make. Because Benil can, <laughs> he can grapple. <clears throat> okay, I'm back. He can grapple. He's not going to be overwhelmed in the wrestling department. He can, he can, he can. You saw what he did to to Tony Ferguson. Broke this motherfucker's arm in half. Tony didn't fucking tap, of course. He's a crazy motherfucker. Even oh, I forgot that Tony Ferguson offered to step in also and fight. I don't know why that fight wasn't made. This that would have been a rematch. Dos Anjos versus uh, Tony Ferguson. Ferguson won. I I remember it was a. I know it was a decision. I think it was a pretty pretty close decision. I guess Dos Anjos. 2016, I want to say, somewhere around that time. So a few years ago, five, six years ago. Um, so that fight was also on the table. So I don't know how we ended up with Hanato Moicano after all this. But I look at it, who can beat Makashev? I think there's three names in the lightweight division. Um, Benil Dariush. 
I think he's one of them. He, he's, if he can at least nullify the grappling and he can force Mahashev to, to stand on the feet for a little bit, he throws bombs with his left hand. He throws wild, willy-nilly. He's got no fear. No, there's no fear in his heart on the feet. He's not the greatest technical striker, but he throws bombs. And his, he's got excellent jiu-jitsu. He's got an excellent guard, threatening guard, you know, submission threat from his back. Who knows? He ends up on top. If you go back and watch uh, uh, Armand Sarukian versus Mahashev, you'll see these back and forths. You'll see, like, Sarukian versus Mahashev. That's like a future title fight right there and we already seen it it was a few years ago it was, it was Sarukian's uh debut actually go watch that fight Makashev versus Sarukian that's going to be a lot like what the Benil Dariush fight is and that was a close fight now it was clear that <clears throat> I gave Makashev that fight also I think he just he controlled a little bit more than Sarukian did Sarukian ended up on his back a little more but he forced Makashev to scramble he couldn't he didn't just get held down the whole fight that's what Bernard Benil Dariush composed then you have a guy like um obviously Oliveira who's on on his back is a, a fucking sub threat now I think actually I think Benil Dariush will be a tougher fight for him than than Oliveira because Oliveira is breakable and Mahashev even said that. He says this guy breaks, and he's right. He does break. And I think, I think Poirier was on his way to breaking him if he didn't break first in, the, in that fight in the second round. But needless to say, I've seen Oliveira, uh, you know, Charles Oliveira do Bronx. I've seen him break multiple times. He's had a lengthy career. You know, he had some downs before he, he made this crazy-ass climb to the championship. Um, <clears throat> I could see him getting pounded out on the ground. But I can also see him, he's slick with the submissions. He's, he's got one of the most active guards that you'll see. Um, so he could cause, uh, you know, Mahashev problems. If it stays standing, 100% Oliveira, I think, is a better striker. Um, you know, power-wise, it might be, you know, Mahashev is, has more power in his power hand strikes. But uh, I think uh, overall, I would give that edge to Oliveira. And then um, uh, uh, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. I, I know he's not in title contention right now. I know he just came off of a loss. But that dude's got a piston of a right hand that can change fights at any given time. And he's a great wrestler. And so, you know, he could get put on his back. And I could see Makachev just kind of controlling him for the fight. But I could also see him being able to scramble. You saw him get out of trouble, real bad trouble against Oliveira in the first round when he had his back taken. He's a great grappler. Overall grappler, who knows? Maybe he ends up in the top position. What happens then? So I think those are the three that really have a good shot. Uh, that match up well against a guy like Makashev, everybody else is probably fucked. A guy like Gaethje's probably fucked. You, you saw his performance against uh, Khabib. Um, terrified. As soon as the fight got to the ground, he looked like he wanted to quit. The, in, even in the first round, right before the round ended. If, that, if, if Khabib had gotten that first takedown in the first round with more like 30, 40 seconds left, it probably would have been over then. But it was like late. There was only like 10 seconds left. <clears throat> and he went right to the mount, if you remember that. And then in the second round, as soon as he got him to the ground, it was fucking, it was curtains. So um, that would have been the fight to make. But here we got Hanato Moicano uh, come all the way back. We got Hanato uh, Moicano versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, I'm going to take Dos Anjos. Hanato's whatever. You know, he, he's, he's had some good wins. He's had some big L's. Uh, Rafael Fassi beat the dog shit out of him. The guy who Rafael Dos Anjos was originally scheduled to fight. Uh, he's he's um, top team uh, Thailand's uh, lead Muay Thai coach. So, you know, that's all you need to know about Rafael Fassi. I think Do Dos Anjos goes from... Whoa. <laughs> 
Rafael Dos Santos, I just blasted ass on the motherfucking mic. I don't know if y'all can hear that shit, but that was brutal. <laughs> we don't edit this shit, literally. We ain't editing this shit, literally. Uh, Rafael Dos Santos goes from a, 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 an L against Rafael Fazeev. I think Fazeev would have beat him. To taking a dub. I think he beats McConnell. I'm going to say decision. Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell. Striker versus grappler right here. Bryce Mitchell is a fucking wrestler extraordinaire. Uh, he's going to crawl low to the earth like an ant. Like he's pile wild, baby. Um, <clears throat> if it stays standing, Edson Barbosa is going to box this dude's face in. But you gotta, you got to lean... I like Edson Barbosa. If you're looking for dogs to bet, to bet on, plus 145, he could spinning wheel kick Bryce Mitchell into a fucking other dimension. That could definitely happen. But Bryce Mitchell, it always favors the guy who can just tie you up and drag you to the ground and then just fucking beat you with top control time. And I think that's what Mitchell's going to do. If it, You know, late, I can see this getting to the third round and him not being able to get Edson Barbosa to the ground anymore and then being in some big trouble. So I, I can see Edson Barbosa... Early finish, late finish. I think he's going to be a, a finishing threat throughout the whole fight. Bryce Mitchell, I don't, you know, I could see him getting a sub. Edson's not no chump on the ground, but, you know, he's, you know, this dude Mitchell's fucking got, got some sick wrestling. So I'm going to say Bryce Mitchell just does enough barely to hold on to a decision. Uh, Kevin Holland dropping down to 170 finally to fight Alex Oliveira. Perfect fight for him. He's minus 320, big time favorite. Take him. Alex Oliveira tends to break in fights. You know, uh, give me second round TKO. Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Listen, if you're looking for another dog to pick, Greg Hardy, 160, first round TKO. That's the only bet to make. That's the only bet to make. Um, because he, he can knock anybody the fuck out. He almost knocked Tai Tuivasa out in his last fight. Uh, had, had homie on his fucking Healy serving fucking burgers and fries at Sonics for about a fucking couple seconds there and then Tuivasa came back with a you know snap back to it and, and fucking KO'd Hardy on his way in to try to finish uh Tuivasa so he, he can hurt anybody he throws heavy fucking hammers uh don't sleep on Greg Hardy he's got some boxing he's just got he lacks cardio and he's a, he's he's fucking you know he, he he's a fucking he's got that rigor mortis guard that, that, that fucking rigor mortis moves more than he does off of his back on the mat you know he's got no jujitsu he's a corpse He's he's fucking he's got nothing from his back. Sergey Spivak's a big fucking galoot who's gonna take him down, drag him down, and, and hold him down, and maybe beat up on him, probably beat up on him. Greg Hardy's gonna get tired after the first round, and Sergey Spivak's gonna lock in a rear naked choke in round two. But that that's the official pick. But that those first opening seconds, that the the, the first minute of Spivak trying to get Greg Hardy to the mat are going to be very very dangerous, and that's where Greg Hardy can win this fight. But I'm going to pick Spivak rear naked choke round two. Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malarkey. This is a banger. Listen, you're looking for another dog, Jamie Malarkey plus one thirty five. This is the do. This is the turd you can't flush. The duty you can't pinch off. You sitting there bouncing up on the toilet and shit, twerking on the toilet, trying to shake that duty off. That's this motherfucker Malarkey hanging on. He hanging on like a fucking that 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 nasty little duty. Um, he sticks around, hangs around and fights, and gets a hold of you, drags you to the mat, can beat you up, has some kind of sleepy fucking boxing. He's no, he's no chump. Jalen Turner, the long, fast, uh, good kickboxing. He's going to have the, every physical attribute uh, advantage in this fight. I'm going to take him to win this fight. Um, I could, I'm going to say decision. I could see a TKO. I could see like a TKO round three, two-ish around there. Um, so I'll 
take Jalen Turner. But Jamie Jamie Malarkey is a tough motherfucker, so I'm gonna say decision. But this could be a Jamie Malarkey. That's a good fight right there. If you're another dog, if you're looking for another dog, Jamie Malarkey. Uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Jaunan. <clears throat> Marina Rodriguez, uh, decision. She should be fighting for a title, really, actually. Um, so. Marina Rodriguez. I mean, she just beat Mackenzie Dern, I think, in her last fight. Pretty much dominated her in a five-round main event. Um, had, you know, gotten into a hairy situation in the second round of that fight. But um, I'm going to take her. She's got slick hands, slick striking, uh, nice straight technical punches. She's dope. She's a dope kickboxer. Nikolai. I got to be careful with this motherfucking nickname. Nikolai Negumarianu versus Kennedy in Chukwe. And Chuck Wu. I'm going Kennedy and Chuck Wu. This is going to be just a slobber knocker. This is, this is a Flying J uh, parking lot lizard scrizzy scrap right here. That's what the fuck you're looking at right here. You're looking at Buka de Beppo dumpster scrap right here. Uh, I'm going to go Kennedy and Chuck Wu. I'm going to say TKO round two. Marina Moroz versus Marina Agapova. Maria Agapova. This is a tough fight to call. I, I have fucking no idea. Maria Agapova, I'm going to take her. I'll say decision, but you know she could. She she's notorious for blowing her wad and giving up one of the 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 biggest. She was one of the biggest favorites in UFC history and lost and gave up the biggest upset to uh, Shayna Dobson. I think that was her name. So she she howls at the moon. She's wild, but she can't pace herself. Marina Morose, she, she's okay everywhere. You know, she, I think she's gonna want to get this fight to the ground and control Maria Agapova. I can see that happening. Uh, plus one fifty-five dog. That that's another dog if you're looking at it. Uh, this is a toss-up fight to me. I'll go Agapova. I'll go decision. Possible TKO. Uh, let's go TKO. Let's go TKO round two. Fuck it. For Maria Agapova. She's wild. She comes out howling at the moon. Perfect. Brian Kelleher versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Yes, that Nurmagomedov. He's he's uh. Umar is a distant Peter-in-law to 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 Khabib. I don't know their exact relationship, but they call it. He's like a cousin. That's not really a cousin in blood, but is a cousin. So I think they're just Peter-in-laws, really. Um, Umar is a guy who doesn't throw any punches. He throws. He couldn't be. He couldn't have any more of a, a, a different style than than Khabib. He's got the wrestling. He can he can wrestle his ass off. All of them can. Yeah, name ends in OV. You can wrestle EV. EAV, all those fucking names, they, they, they can all wrestle. This dude just uses nothing but kicks. He has, he throws uh, question mark kicks with both legs that are fucking fast as shit. He just snaps them up and they're upside your head before you even know it. He throws almost exclusively uh, kicks. Very rarely uses his hands. It's fucking crazy and he dominates fights that way. And then he takes you down and then he chokes you the fuck out. Uh, Brian Kelleher is stepping into a, 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 a. He knows what he's doing. He's no. He knows he's stepping into. He's, he's being thrown to the motherfucking wolves. He's stepping stepping into the wolf den. I mean, you got you got to have respect for somebody like Brian Kelleher for like a Bobby, you know, King Green who know they're stepping into some bullshit and about to. You're basically you know marching off to your own death here. Is basically what you're doing. Umar, rear naked choke, round two. Tim Elliott, Tajir, Tagir, Ulanbekov. This is going to be a scrap. This is going to be a scrap. Uh, always go with the OV guy, though. His wrestling is control. Tim Elliott could, could sneak this fucking fight at plus 205. Here's another fucking... This, is, this card is a, a... It's got a lot of underdog. I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. There, there's some fights I got to do a lot of thinking of, but I'm liking the Tim Elliott. If you've gotten your eyes on this fight, Tim Elliott definitely can win this fight. Uh, he, he's grimy, unpredictable, fucking nonstop. He, he could definitely have, have a good night. But I'll go Tajir, uh, Tagir Ulan Bekov, uh, you know, just 
the takedowns and top control. Devontae Smith versus Ludovic Klein. Give me, give me Devontae Smith. Dustin Jacoby versus Michael Oloshayshuk. This is the this is the opening fight. Don't miss this shit. This could be one of the fight of the nights right here. This is Dustin Jacoby's a former Glory uh, a Glory kickboxing champion. Been knocking motherfuckers out in the UFC. I think this is his second stint in the UFC. Also fought on the Contender series. Uh, he, he you know he, he's fucking the real deal. And Michael Oloshayshuk, Michal Oloshayshuk. This dude fucking howls at the moon. Those bombs, southpaw, the fucking lefty stance, throwing some awkward overhands, nothing but overhands and hooks, goes to the body, just digs you out. This motherfucker digs you out to the body. This dude's a nasty motherfucker. This is going to be a great fight. I'm going Dustin Jacoby. I think it, let's go, this is going to be a decision. This is going to be a decision. Give me a decision. I think either one could finish the fight, though, but I'm going to I'm gonna say it goes to the decision. So there you have it, motherfuckers. UFC 272. On the motherfucking books. I'm back. I ain't going nowhere. I told y'all that. I ain't going nowhere. I'll always be here. So hopefully the next time, the next the, the, the evolution of the Whiskey Sick Podcast, we're going to be rolling up in with the, uh, with, the, with the video, with the YouTube. So hopefully I'm going to get that. I got this, like I said, I got this new camera phone. You know, this, you know, if I can figure out how to use this to record it and, and connect the fucking, the, the mic up to it and, 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 and you know, whatever else I got to do. I, I don't know how I can record. Maybe I can just extract the, the, the audio from the video and make it that into the podcast, podcast, the audio version. See, I don't know these things. I got to figure this shit out. It's just me here, homies. It's just me. You know, but I got the equipment and I got the setup downstairs now. So it's all set up for us. Uh, I'm going to get this shit on and popping. But that's it, homies. I ain't got nothing left for you. Triple Champs over here wilding out. Uh, uh, Legos and shit all over the floor. Um... You know, Thomas are train all over the floor. So I'm going to get the motherfucker out of here. This is the 150, 151 rum, Malibu rum, Calib, Caribou Lou, 151 rum, uh, 151. What was that shit? Captain Morgan, was it 151? What was it? Bacardi 151? Remember that shit? That shit was fucking on. That was what was popping when I was fucking uh, 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 doing my thing, getting down as a young man. Betty popping, if you know what I mean. 151 rum. That was always kicking shit off. You gotta be real careful with the 151. Episode number 151, Whiskey Sick Podcast. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Hank, and I'm out. Motherfucker. <laughs>
What if she I got locked? Felt sick, started getting hot. Then quit, never got a shot. Said I never had a chance, I was too ill, too real. Better take it back to the too real. True skills, never gonna last, but the two pills, truth kills. Now they living lies, got a few mil. Got time, like I'm undercover time, like I'm father rubber shine, never done the color. Ride like I never fly. Might die for a feel alive. Unsigned, barely getting by. Nine lives, better getting high. And pulling baddies in the Chevy, going heavy in the paint. They ain't ready, left and steady. Missy Ellie in the rain. She got semi insane, just like Kennedy got brained in a drop top. Two shots, crop top, click, clap, pop, pop. Who's there? Knock, knock. You get got, got. Deuce crit, pop, pop. I got time, like Kobe with the last shot. Number eight, lane sideways in a match clock. Drive the lane like a highway, get the ass rocked. Then I bang, gush my way, the last stop. I said, nah, 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 bitch, I got time for you today. Moody, today I got time. Today I got time. I remember when I didn't have a minute in the bank Now I'm sitting on some digits like no limit by the tank Cause the day I got time I got time, like a coma, I mean comma, like I'm promising a manana, like they hate it once upon a time. Looking for the drama, all the smoke and marijuana, hold it, ghosted like it's not a windows open the Apollo. Every minute had a dollar, I be dripping like a sauna, like I spent a whole semana across the border, Tijuana. I don't know, I swear your honor, I'm aware this, I'm a mama, rather stop than have to swallow, I'm surprised to get a follow. Time been ahead of mine, like a continental flight, reaching monumental heights, fuck songs, writing wrongs, all they got the metal right upon the Honda rental down, down to Palm Central, cause I got time. Walk, walk, walk it out. I'll take the long way home. It's a long way home. I got all day long. Today I got time. Today I got time. I remember when I didn't have a minute in the bank. Now I'm sitting on some digits like no limit by the tank. Cause today I got time. I wish you had more time. More time. More time.